San Antonio Sports Star Audio Vault is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. Joe Reinager, Jason Minix, The Blitz. It is The Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. He is Joe Reinagle. I'm Jason Minix. We're live today at a Texas Cheer Liquor on Highway 90 in Montgomery. Plenty of free samples. Come by and see us. But right now, you want know, lockings. This is going to be very interesting. The story yesterday, the bombshell, the headline, Cowboys settle $2.4 million with cheerleaders over voyeurism involving former PR man Rich Dalrymple. Don Danetta broke the story for ESPN. He's got the byline, and Don joins us now. Don, first off, man, what has the last 24 hours been for you since ESPN published the article? Uh, it's been busy. It's been a whirlwind, and uh, a, a, lot of, uh, a lot of appearances like this uh, discussing the story. There's been a lot of interest in it, obviously. Well, Don, let's talk about the story a little bit because obviously, you know, Jason and I have both worked with Rich Dalrymple for many, many years. So this story really came out of the the blue for both of us because obviously you know somebody, but you don't really know somebody. And so I guess my first question to you is it's been seven years since all this took place. Why did it take so long for a story like this to, to come out in public? Well, that's a good question um, that you – that maybe would be best answered by people in the Dallas media, because as I understand it, this uh, incident was something of an open secret among some people that cover the Cowboys um, and, uh, and had never been written about and had never been divulged. So that's a very interesting question. The reason why I got involved in it is five months ago, a former Cowboys executive gave uh, a tip to me, that this happened, uh, and, and, and I and I began pursuing it and investigating it, and and uh, in November, in particular, myself and some colleagues started calling former cheerleaders, uh, as well as former employees, um, to try to find out, you know, if this happened, and and then once we realized it was an allegation, um, we we discovered there was a settlement, and then uh, and then you know I got a copy of the final settlement, and then once we had that. Well, uh, you know, we knew we had a story. Don Vanetta joining us here on the Blitz. He wrote the article that we all read yesterday and has provided content for every show across America. When you were working on this story, and, you know, very little cooperation, obviously, from the Dallas Cowboys, but, you know, the, the basis is, you know, there was a settlement there. And the one part that I thought was interesting, because while Rich Dalrymple has denied it, the Cowboys don't want to comment. The Cowboys could easily say, you know, there was nothing there based on the key card swipe and then video evidence showing him leaving the room and how long he was actually in the locker room with the cheerleaders, right? Yeah, no, that you put your finger on the exact uh, part of the story that the Cowboys could, if they had that data and they or they want to release it, they could knock that down. I mean, it really comes down to two accounts. Dalrymple claims that he used a security key card to gain access to the cheerleader's dressing room because he liked to use the bathroom in there. He just happened to use it on September 2nd, 2015, when four young women were in there. 
But he said as soon as he realized that, he left. So he was in there five to ten seconds by his account, roughly. The cheerleader that found him with his camera pointed at her in her account said she heard a door open and shut. They yelled, we're in here. They thought it was a security guard. And it wasn't until several minutes later she saw a black iPhone from behind a partial wall pointed at her and her three fellow cheerleading teammates while they were getting undressed, ran toward the person holding the phone toward her and realized and recognized it was Rich Dalrymple, who she said ran away. Uh, How the the difference between five seconds and three minutes, uh, we, we could figure that out. I think the Cowboys have that evidence because there's a security key card that tells you precisely when Dalrymple entered the locked dressing room. And then there's a surveillance camera outside that would see him when he was leaving. And we asked for that data and did not get it. Now, the Cowboys say they did a thorough investigation, and there's no wrongdoing here. But I think the wrongdoing, as they describe it, is they looked at Dalrymple's work-issued phone and didn't find any images of the women, either video or photos. And I think that's what they're hanging the wrongdoing on. Dalrymple doesn't dispute that he was in there, but exactly how long he was in there Uh, I'm pretty certain the Cowboys have that evidence. It was part of their thorough investigation, and they refused to turn it over to us. Don Vanetta joining us here on the Blitz on ESPN San Antonio. The NFL is not going to investigate. They feel that the Cowboys investigated thoroughly enough over the workplace misconduct reports, but I've got a knucklehead follow-up for you. he, you said he liked to use that bathroom. With all the bathrooms and uh, all the available places to go inside Jerry World, why that one? I was never able to ask Rich that question. Uh, that's a very good question. Very simple question. Uh, I, I don't know the answer to it. He refused to be interviewed by me. He gave us a statement uh, in which he said his entry was accidental uh, the cheerleader who spoke to HR, you know, in our story, we have notes of a meeting. One of the cheerleaders met with Jason Cohen, the Cowboys general counsel and the chief of HR. And from those notes, she made the point that there's a men's room 20 feet away from that rear entrance to the cheerleaders dressing room. Now, remember, guys, this happened in September of 2015. There was an earlier incident during the NFL draft of that year on April 30th, 2015, where HR investigated an allegation. They got a tip that Rich, during that draft, uh, when the right around the time the Cowboys were on the clock for their first-round draft pick, had used his iPhone to take what was described as upskirt photographs of Charlotte Jones Anderson, an executive vice president with the Cowboys, of course, and Jerry Jones's daughter. Uh, the Cowboys told us they investigated that through HR and found no wrongdoing there. But the question that the cheerleaders' lawyers had in, in a letter that they wrote to the team is, well, you investigated Dalrymple for that, and he continued to have a security key card to the cheerleaders' dressing room, which he then used a few months later on September 2nd during that kickoff luncheon. And that was something that they were prepared to make a big deal of if they were going to file a lawsuit in court. And then you can start seeing why the incentive might have been there to settle quietly and with NDAs for $2.4 million as they decided to do the following year. So you think that that might have been the the piece that kind of pushed 
the Cowboys over the edge, so to speak, as to 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 make the settlement with the cheerleaders. Because Don, I, I gotta I gotta be honest with you, that's the part of the story that it, it really doesn't add up to me, and I'll tell you why. I looked at the video, and I've seen it, and unless there's a different version that I've seen, and this was the live stream version that we got a hold of last night, it doesn't look like you could make a case for an upskirt photo. Not only that, Jerry Jones is sitting three feet away, and Stephen Jones is looking at Dalrymple and Charlotte in that, in that case. Did you get a chance to look at that video? So you're talking about the video that's on the Cowboys website? Is that is that the video you're describing? We obtained the video from uh, our sister station WFAA in Dallas. Now I'm not sure where they okay. got it from. Okay, so there's a live stream video that was on the Cowboys website that night. That's the video. It's apparently a, a camera angle that's slightly taller than the one, at least that I saw on the Cowboys website yesterday and today. Uh, I went back to Randy Horton, so. Uh, Randy Horton is a school teacher from Shreveport, Louisiana. He's a lifelong Cowboys fan. He is the one who made this upskirt video allegation in an affidavit that was given to the cheerleaders' lawyers. And they presented that affidavit, or at least told the contents of that affidavit, to the Cowboys just a few weeks before this case was settled in 2016. Now, according to Horton, he looked at the video. I don't know if it's the same one you saw, but he looked at a video that was on the website. He said, that's not the same video I saw. It's a different angle, and it's not even the same moment. So we asked the team, this is very important, we asked the team, do you have a copy of that live stream video? Because if you do, we'd like to see it. I mean, that should be able to, you said you did an investigation and no wrongdoing was found. You'd think that they would give it to us, right? It would exonerate Rich and show that this didn't happen. They declined to tell us whether they had it or not. So, again, it it raises this question. And to be really clear with your listeners, the settlement agreement, the $2.4 million confidential settlement agreement, I have a copy of the final uh, 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 edition of that. There's a line in there that says that the cheerleaders are not allowed to discuss, under the terms of their nondisclosure agreement, the incident involving charlotte jones anderson doesn't say alleged incident doesn't say debunked incident it says the incident and that's the first i found out about it guys when i got a copy of the i said what in what is it and then i did <laughs> yeah. some more reporting and i found out that it, it involved this video during the nfl draft in in uh, 2015 Interesting, enterprising reporting. Don Vanetta from ESPN joining us here on The Blitz. Again, he wrote the article that we've been talking about. Now, Don, in in all your questions, and I know the Cowboys weren't very cooperative with you, but you go back to 2015. You've got Rich Dalrymple and this cheerleader incident, and they settle for 2.4. And at the same time, you hear about upskirt photos. Now, I'm a girl dad. Uh, Joe Ryan Eagles, he's got five. Uh, Jerry Jones... Stephen Jones is in that. I know Rich knows where all the bodies are buried when it comes to Jerry Jones, but even with that, if I thought you were trying to take an upskirt photo of my daughter, you wouldn't have a job, right? How did how did Rich survive all this and keep his job up until a couple of months ago? Yeah, again, I, I, I don't know the answer to that question. I can tell you that Jim Wilkinson, uh, a um, communications consultant who works for the Cowboys, uh, I've been talking with him over the last nine to ten days often. He's quoted in my story. He has a quote on the record saying that if Jerry Jones believed 
that Rich Dalrymple did this, took this kind of a photograph of his daughter, Rich would have been fired on the spot. True. So, again, th- their side of this, and, and let's be really, I want to be fair to the team, they say this did not happen. Now, they, they're not giving us the video. Uh, I, I don't know. They decline to say whether they have it or not. Maybe they don't have it anymore. But, th- you know, that would that would answer that question. Um, but how, how Rich survived, uh, you know, again, it's a question for Jerry Jones. I mean, they claim there's no wrongdoing here. And, again, as I said earlier in our conversation, I think the wrongdoing hangs on the fact there were no images found on Rich's work-issued phone uh, of those women. I think that's their definition of wrongdoing. Um, they did put a letter in his personnel file. They put a disciplinary letter in October of 2015 uh, in his personnel file. We don't have a copy of it. I just know that that happened. I was told that by the team. They didn't give us a copy of it. Um, and, you know, Rich retired suddenly, as, as you guys know, on February 2nd. Um, the team at that point already knew we were pursuing this story. So, Rich says there was no connection. He insists on that. But I had already been calling lawyers around town in January about this. I believe the Cowboys knew I was pursuing, pursuing the story as early as November. Um, so, again, that would be a follow-up question I would want to ask Rich of, 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 you know, whether he knew that I was doing this or not. He, he claims that the, he didn't hear from me until after he announced his sudden retirement. But what's noteworthy is when he retired, Jerry Jones said nothing about Rich. Rich had been with him 32 years. He's a close confidant of Jerry Jones. He's the, as you guys know, the media gatekeeper mm-hmm. for the Cowboys since 1990. And somebody that close to Jerry Jones and the Jones family when they retire, nothing was said about Rich's departure by them. And there wasn't even an announcement of it on the Cowboys website. So the circumstances of that are certainly curious. Don, let me ask you this question as we, as we wrap up, and we appreciate your time. In your reporting and your investigating, did you do you have any indication or any suspicion, perhaps, that this might go further up the ladder in the Cowboys organization, or do you think it was just rich and it ends there? As far as any kind of voyeurism or or sexual misconduct or anything like that, I I, I really think that this is the story that we have the evidence to write about right now. Uh, whether or not there's a follow-up story or not, I'm not prepared to discuss that. But um, this is the story that, you know, once we got a copy of that settlement agreement and knew to the penny how much the cheerleaders were paid and their lawyers were paid, and I obtained that affidavit from that fan in Louisiana, you know, we had enough uh, hard evidence um, to ask the questions that we asked of the team, and they gave us their answers to write the story that we published yesterday. Uh, you know, whether there's a follow-up or not really depends on whether we can get that kind of evidence for another story. And I, and I can, right now I don't have it, but, uh, but we might down the road. We'll have to see how the, the work continues. You know, as, as you say it that way, I can't think, but uh, tip of the iceberg, almost like what Dan Snyder and Washington's franchise has gone through. It's going to be very, very interesting. And again, this all happened in 2015. What you wrote about yesterday it took seven years, and you finally uh, got the tip, and you go from there. It's going to be interesting to see. It's going to keep you busy over the next several months or years. Uh, I think so. I think I'm definitely going to be busy over the next few uh, weeks and months for sure. There's no doubt about that. There's a there's pl- there's 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 plenty of work to do for sure. Don Vanetta, appreciate the time, the the insight, and the openness on kind of the backstory as to to, to why now and and 
clearly maybe more to come if if you can get enough people talking. Thank you, guys. I appreciate the time. Don Vanetta joining us here on The Blitz. Appreciate it.